0: You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Three, two, one. Spook. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists.
1: I'm thinking of
2: a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC. With me today, as per usual, is the Queen of Everything herself, Kiki, and our local cryptid expert, Cord. How you guys doing today?
1: Fine. Am
2: I really here with you? I mean, we're social distance because we care about COVID.
1: I'm immune now, bitches. I'm not.
2: I'm working. I now. got
1: all shot up. Number two in the house. Yes. I'm not actually immune. It's just, you know, at least I'm 90% immune. for those of you who probably listened to our new TTRPG segment with cord versus cryptid. Hey, that's P. Yeah. And if you haven't, you've missing something. Cause it was a lot of fun to do and we're doing more. Yes. I sounded terrible because I was sick for like two weeks straight. First week was the flu. Second week, well, well, it wasn't the whole week week. It was I got Pfizer. I had no problem with the first shot at all. Not even tired, like nothing. Second shot, arm hurt. But then I got a massive migraine, uh, which was probably due to like some muscle issues in that arm right straight up my neck. So that was, yeah. So I, I sounded like shit when we recorded <laughs> Curb Cord versus Cryptid. I was trying to listen to edit it, and I was like, oh my god. What is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is me sounding like crap. Does anybody have anything that they want to say? Because I got like two more things I can throw in here to just, you know, regale you guys with some really cool shit.
3: Proceed to regale me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. First of all, I'll just, I'll just say this. Quickly, I just got access to HBO Max.
3: Oh, yeah, it's the best.
1: So I will be watching Godzilla versus Kong now. I, I, It's been a rough week. I just had got access to it like two days ago. And I'm like, you know what? This weekend, I'm just going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun. I actually do want to watch the Snyder Cut. And I'll tell you guys why. Because on YouTube, I was watching side-by-side comparisons between Joss Whedon's and then the new stuff. And the newer version actually does look like 10,000 times more interesting. So I'm going to give it a shot. It's four hours of my life. Now, did you hear, though? And the reason I mentioned that is because did you hear that Peter Jackson is now going to do the Jackson cut for Lord of the Rings, like the whole series?
3: Oh, my Lord. That's going to be like two days.
1: It's going to be eight and a half days long. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm totally joking. That's the joke. It's eight and a half days long. Uh, Although Peter Jackson, I would actually watch an eight and a half day long Lord of the Rings trilogy redone with every minute, ridiculous detail. Lots of close up shots of Hobbit feet. I don't know. You know, whatever, whatever it takes. And in Fox News, because the only Fox News that really matters, which is how are the fox puppies doing outside? They are great. If you guys follow us on TikTok, I have been trying to get really good Video of the foxes. They're in a, what do you want to call it? It's not a position. It's like they're right now, what they're doing is mom will take one of them out. I've noticed pretty late in the afternoon. So it's like right before dusk, right? She takes the one with her. It's really funny. It's always the one that's very curious, a little bit bigger than everybody else. Now there are five of them. So four she leaves behind with in basically in our backyard. One she takes with on a little tour and then they come back with like food or something that she's killed. And oh, God, yes, she does kill the neighbor's chicken. So I keep that on the down low. (laughs) Box has got to eat, man. Please follow us on TikTok because I will have those pictures when I get them when they get a little bit older. Because right now they are brown, like black, brown, gray. They don't turn red yet. Everything outside is still kind of dead looking. The leaves are just starting to pop. Right. So they blend in really well with backgrounds you can hardly like if they're not moving you don't fucking know they're there do fox puppies actually not move is the question no they they run everywhere they just fill up the backyard they're running all over the place but it's also dark outside so so i haven't been able to get some good shots of them now the funny thing i want to tell you guys is that the other day i see what looks to possibly be something dead it's red something and oh god they killed something rather large right bigger than a rabbit um. It looks like the guts are, like, you know, spilled out. Now, they have taken up residence under an old shed. We were seriously going to just take everything out of the shed and because it's, it's just garbage at this point and um, tear the shed down. And now we don't want to disturb it because it's become a foxhole, right? Mm-hmm. Finally... I have a moment. So I, I'm like, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to see what the hell she killed because it's just freaking me out because I'm just see this red, gross, you know, whatever. I get more than halfway down and it literally does look still like the insides of something, right? Like bleh. it even looks like there's a piece of like bone sticking up, right? Because it's like a different color. I was like, what the fuck did you get? Because for a minute I'm like, is that a like a baby deer? Holy shit, right? <laughs> and then I, I got like within two feet of it before I could Discern what it was, and it's a carpet. They grabbed a little piece of carpet that was in the shed, and these little fuckers have been outside, like playing with it. It's just that I had not seen them do it yet, so I was like, "What the hell is that?" And it's the cutest thing in the entire world. They they're like chasing each other and pouncing on each other. I also had a mother deer tell me to get the hell away from her, which was kind of fun too.
3: Ooh,
1: I didn't see her. I knew that she was out there with the baby. And we do have like a, like two herds of deer. And then we have a mama and a she's over a yearling. she's not she's not new. She's a little bit older. And they usually come by themselves to come eat in the backyard. So this is the day I go out there to check on the foxes, and I thought she was gone. I saw the baby leave off to my to the right of the house, and so does she. So I thought I get all the way out to where the foxes are, and I have nothing but like woods next to me. And I hear that very distinctive, <laughs> and like this yeah. stamping into the ground. And I was like, <gasps> she is like five feet away from me. I'm not joking. I did not even sense or see her. She's so <laughs> brown and everything is still brown. And I just looked at her and I was like, oh,
0: oh I am so sorry. You?
1: She did. Then I saw the baby and the baby took off. I see the white tail, you know, bouncing away. And then she just stared at me until I backed off, you know, I was like, back away. We're okay. We're okay. I was just checking the foxes, man. And that's cute as hell. I hope that the deer come back when the foxes are older because the fox babies play with the fucking deer. Nice. Yeah, not even joking. It's like a Disney movie in my backyard in the spring and summer. I love it.
3: If only I didn't live next to a busy highway. Get all the animals to come.
1: TikTok went from the frogs having sex on my back deck to...
2: (laughs) Frog sex.
1: Frog sex. Then, uh, we went. We went. Uh, we had frog talk. Then we had cicada talk because Ooh. this is it. This is the seventeen-year cicada. This will be, um, oh my gosh, they're calling it brood X. There's gonna be like a billion of these things. Literally, I'm not even. That's not even an exaggeration. It's gonna be like a billion cicada. It's gonna be so loud in a few months.
3: I can't wait to try to sleep during the day.
1: Yep. <laughs> oh no, it'll be fine. It's at night. It's mostly at night. Oh, okay, well, but... here anyway. I don't know. I, I, I don't really register them that much during the day, but like in the evening, into the nighttime, maybe. Then they shut oh, up for a fine. while.
3: That's not when I sleep. I sleep in the morning.
1: Yeah, so we had that. We had fox talk. <laughs> oh, it's so entertaining.
3: Very spooky.
1: No. It's like it's like nature's nature. I do nature's TikTok and witch talk. I'm trying to get into witch talk. I got some requests for doing chaos magic on TikTok. And I thought, well, I might come up with something. I don't know. Definitely want to talk about it at some point. But today, you boys did some homework.
2: Yes. yes we did.
1: <laughs> so we can talk about... Fucking Dolls. And that's the name of the Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: I think I looked up the wrong dolls.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: I named this episode. It's episode 53, King Dolls.
3: <laughs>
1: uh. Oh. I left out the F and the U. Uh, oh.
3: Okay.
1: Hey, we might get new listeners. <laughs>
3: Uh, Okay. who
1: who are thinking they're coming to a certain place and then they find out that they're not and maybe they hate us for that or maybe they just stay and keep listening (laughs) you don't know (laughs) my diabolical plan to get more listeners cross and not safe for work content but not really (laughs) besides me just saying the F word like constantly because that's just how I'm feeling lately fuck everything. Wow. Okay. So anyway, we are going to talk about dolls today.
3: Not just any old dolls.
1: Fucking haunted dolls. No,
3: haunted dolls. Haunted fucking, fucking
1: dolls. dolls. <laughs> Wait. I think maybe I should change the episode name to Episode 53. No. Like, you know what? If I call it haunted fucking dolls, then people are just going to think that I'm talking about fucking, fucking dolls ha- that are haunted.
3: Fucking haunted dolls, cuz that's definitely what they're going to think. <laughs>
1: Yeah, go with that. That's good. Uh, This is why you're here, dear listener, for this top tier content. Yeah, we are professionals.
3: We are something, that is for sure. I don't claim to be a professional and I don't claim to be an expert in anything.
1: I am an expert at saying the word fuck. Okay. I will claim that. Granted. Thank you. (laughs) Other than that, I know nothing. Always learning, right? You gotta always learn.
2: No, I stopped learning about seven years ago.
1: You stopped learning seven years ago.
2: Yeah, no new information.
3: I'm learning every day. Because now I'm trying to learn how to garden.
1: Yeah, see? Oh, we could do garden talk, talk too, on TikTok. Because, man, I got myself a greenhouse. I got myself a little grow light. My basil's coming up. All my tomato plants are up. My pepper plants look great. I got marigolds, freaking salvia.
3: You got the the soil sessions?
1: Yes. perfect. Love it. Yeah. And then I want to do an episode, we do quite a few witchy type episodes about plants. And then we have the plant anthropologist come on from his podcast. He's freaking awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Tell him.
1: We're going to take a uh, short break for a podcast promo. And that is going to be for the Coolness Chronicles with Ryan. And his podcast is all about the history of MST3K. So if you're an MST3K fan like myself, then you should be listening to the Coolness Chronicles because it's really informative and fun.
3: MST3K. Yep. What, what is that?
1: Mystery Science Theater 3000.
3: Oh. I've perused an episode or two.
1: Oh, God. That is my show. I, I love that show. I was there from the very beginning, <laughs> and I love it. It's so freaking funny. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about creepy damn dolls.
0: Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, that could be more granular? That dive wasn't deep enough? Explain that to me poorly, but with more jokes? My name is Ryan Luis Rodriguez, and I host The Coolness Chronicles, a subjective, hopefully humorous, time-traveling road trip through popular culture. Each season, we dive deep into the entire histories and legacies of the coolest films and television shows. From 100 episodes on the greatest thing ever, Mystery Science Theater 3000, to 35 on the funniest film ever made, Airplane. Its inspirations, its influence, its creators, and everything in between. And silly shit. Lots and lots of silly shit. But hey, you're listening to this now, so somebody thinks it's okay enough. Now about to enter its second season, The Coolness Chronicles is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Wherever you find this amazing show, you can find us. And by us, I mean me. The royal us, as it were. I promise the actual show is better than this promo. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, you fantastic sons of guns and daughters of witches. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Please don't hit me again, Kiki.
3: Ooh,
1: wow. Um, OK, I was... <laughs> we were worried about what kind of episode this is going to be. And now it's just <laughs> sounds exactly like we're going in the right direction. Already. Yeah. OK, so we're going to talk about dolls. This is the this is the penultimate doll episode. Is episode fifty-three. Uh, the number is arbitrary. <laughs> it Just fell into place.
3: I was like, okay, oh, <laughs> fifty-three. All right.
1: We usually have big. We usually do big things on our like our fiftieth with with uh, Tim Renner, who our prayers are with him currently. I know he's not doing that well. So
3: yes, I believe there's a fundraiser going on. I'm not sure if that's real or not. I might have just seen that
1: if there is if there's anything at all um we'll we'll let our listeners know. But yeah, so fi- you know 50 was with Tim, 40 was with uh Tyler. We got something else coming up. I think that's probably going to be for our 60. So, yeah. So this is just a this is just a regular old crazy episode 53.
2: Yo, dolls are creepy. Dolls are super creepy and I think we should need to stop making them.
3: Yeah, I don't like I don't like dolls even when they're not haunted, but like Dolls, they be creepy though. They do be creepy though.
1: So do you guys want to know what makes dolls creepy in the first place?
3: I always figured it was, I believe it's referred to as the uncanny valley. Is that right?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I did it. I know words. Words do good. Yes.
1: Pulling out the uncanny valley. Good job, buddy.
3: It's almost like I, I knew what it was before we started the episode, <laughs> because I've looked up why I think things are so
1: creepy before. <laughs> oh, you think things are creepy. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're actually going to talk very briefly about that, because yeah. I am going to talk about there is a a cognitive neuroscientist at Dartmouth University named Thalia Wheatley, and I thought her research was actually really interesting anyway, so I want to talk about that really quickly because I do want to get into why the heck do we feel certain ways, some people feel a certain way about dolls especially, before the idea of them even being haunted comes to mind. Her research is specifically into the way our brains detect and pay attention to faces. Her work has helped us understand how we tell a who from a what. So a living person versus a doll, for example. Some things that we understand better with this research is how fast infants respond to a face, which is 170 milliseconds. That's how fast it takes us to recognize what a face actually is. That's
3: not a lot of time. No,
1: (laughs) it's very quick. (laughs) It's also the reason that we see faces in inanimate objects like toast or power outlets or making a face out of a parentheses and a colon
3: right it's i was actually gonna bring that up when you when you mentioned the the face recognition because as the cryptid guy on the show i listened (laughs) to a lot of listen to slash read a lot of sasquatch encounters and all that and a lot of I guess skeptics say, oh, well, it's just a face in the tree or whatever. And I'm not even discrediting that that's a possibility in most of them. But it is interesting to think about like having to differentiate between a tree and a, a giant ape man or whatever you think Sasquatch might be. <laughs> it's a very simpler situation, I guess.
1: Right. Her work goes a little bit further past this. In 2010, she had a series of pictures that she put, together for people to look at and to gauge and the pictures eight levels in all and they morph from a doll face into a human baby face
3: oh no i don't want that
1: and well because she wants she wanted to gauge what is the percentage that a human brain that it needs to see a percentage of humanity before it decides that is a human as opposed to that's not a human
3: I'm not going to like this number,
1: and am I? No, it's it's pretty interesting. So again, it's all about, you know, where's the boundary for what's human versus inanimate? And it turns out that we have a very specific and very high set of standards where we feel that something is alive, can feel pain, and has a mind of its own. And those are the three questions that she would ask people as well. It's when they were looking at these photographs. It has to be, 65 to 67 percent human in order for us to even think that it's human oh good and she (laughs) yeah i mean she actually said you know the original hypothesis was that would it be 50 percent but it's actually higher than that
3: that's comforting
1: and then she also asked certain participants why they felt that way. And at least one person responded and said that when the person reached that like 65 to 67% human, she said it was when the doll started to look back at me. Ah. As if it you're now recognizing that that's a human face. It's, it's there's something going on upstairs. So she does another follow-up to this with an EEG, which is electroencephalogram, to measure the brain's response to looking at doll faces, human faces, and clock faces. And the conclusion there was that, first of all, it's the same response time, 170 milliseconds, where we see an actual face for that, you know, for the recognition of there being something that resembles a face. And that this is probably going way back to our primitive survival mode, where we need to determine if something is friend or foe. Right? Mm -hmm. But then- the second mode is the, is anybody home? Does that thing have a mind that we can connect with? And the EEG actually reads the moment that we look at the face of a human, it's that 170 milliseconds, like, okay, it it's, looks like a face and then boom, it's human. We actually pay more attention to it Then if it is not, our attention span completely goes boom, like wanes immediately. Like, nope, it's not, it's not human. I don't connect with it. Interesting. What makes this even creepier though, if you think about it, is that we are constantly looking for something to be alive because our brain is always signaling that it should or could be something that we connect with. And so we naturally get creeped out by a doll because we can't connect with it.
3: That makes sense. I think that makes sense.
1: Right. So then let's talk really quickly about Uncanny Valley Theory, which is Masahiro Mori was talking about how this is going to be a huge hurdle to overcome when we're trying to produce a human-like robot or android. And that is because he had theorized that the more human that we attempt to make an android look, the quicker humans will see the faults or the fallacies in it. And that is why we have such a very difficult time with developing an Android that looks too human. It's almost like we're better off just making them look like robots.
3: Yeah. The attempts are truly horrifying sometimes to watch videos of.
1: And I will say, you know, yeah, I guess in case anybody doesn't know who Masahiro, Moore, Japanese roboticist, and he's noted for pioneering work in robotics and automation in general. So. If you're interested, go read his book. So, furthermore, speaking of that, right, of how the attempts at making them look more human turn out to be worse, we get really freaked out when we see a happy smile and a set of eyes that look angry or frightened to us. So, it's like the expressions don't match. And the example I'm using is actually the very odd expressions that Sophia, the android from Hanson Robotics, has done that have left people completely freaked out and like no no androids
3: i think that's the one that i'm thinking of
1: yeah it's it it probably is it's very she's very famous that is like the most famous one for the really strange expressions that don't quite jive at all and so our automatic response is like ah you know i like it (laughs) right so lastly on this this theory which i just want to wrap it up for you guys and let you know that kids children are not really affected by this theory why why from birth to nine years old they are not bothered by dolls as much it seems to be right after the nine-year-old phase is when this starts to kick in Uh the theory there and and i as a parent i feel kind of the same way is that dolls help your child to learn communication And to learn nurturing, you know, my son has dolls that he plays with and he names and he talks to them. And especially during COVID, dude, this poor kid should have been in preschool with children and he had, he couldn't go, you know. So children don't necessarily get creeped out by it because they're using it as a coping mechanism or a tool to communicate with and to uh, talk to and learn about nurturing and so that's probably why and then at nine years old it's like forget it i'm done i'm creeped out now i'm over (laughs) this bullshit
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah so i think oh man if 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 little little viking didn't have all his little action figures and dolls and stuff and and stuffed animals really too to talk to occasionally and you know to play with the whole freaking year he's only had me and doug you know so
3: just a theory maybe it has something to do with like Since the, up until you're nine, you're obviously still learning. Maybe you literally don't know, like, what the difference is for a while. Like, you're not between a living thing and, like, a doll. But, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't maybe fully understand the expressions being made yet. Like, you're still learning those things. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and I didn't really go too much further into that other than I did think it was really interesting that she solidified that it wasn't until after nine years old that they started having the same responses to that those eight you know photographs that they could they started to really be able to sell the difference and and key into yeah that's definitely a human for me this that's this is a toy this is now a human
3: that's cool stuff
1: yeah yeah so dolls freak me out
3: (laughs) (laughs) dolls freak me out too i'm more okay with being around dolls than i used to be i used to be like No, 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 no. no. I think I just got used to it. I don't know. They they do be creepy, though. They do be creepy, though.
1: Cord is going to be talking about a specific haunted doll named Mandy. And then JC is going to talk about a haunted doll named Robert. Pretty famous Uh, one. Classic. Uh, We are not going to talk about Annabelle because I'm not.
3: Everybody knows Annabelle.
1: Everybody talks about Annabelle. I don't give a shit.
3: Everybody knows who Annabelle
1: is. There was an episode of The Dead Files. I don't know if you guys watch that or not, but it's an interesting show. I'll say that. Amy goes into this house. It's full of dolls. <laughs> By the way, I believe this house was actually in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh no it made me laugh harder it was either pennsylvania or north carolina because it, it was where i was so she mentions to this person who's having all these problems obviously you're having pro- what my house is haunted i own like a thousand and one dolls she says that they are used to house the souls of the dead and that stuck with me because it was something at the time that i didn't really think about and i didn't know a lot about so here's the unfortunate news guys if you're already creeped out by dolls there's actually some truth in that statement ah no
3: i'm out
2: this is too much for me i'm done
1: (laughs) (laughs) man i was just about to put on my witchy anthropology hold on let me find it (laughs) do it
3: do it tell me the thing
1: i'm buying one of those witch hats I, I don't know if you guys have seen the felt witch hats. I'm going to fucking buy one. I'm going to wear it every time I get to talk about my, this is my, this is my jam right here. Yeah, I'm in. Ooh, so JC, you might remember, you might, you might recognize, oh no, both of you watched or listened to last podcast on the left. So you might remember a specific word that I'm going to use in a second. <sighs> and then we we'll gonna have to correct you. But when you try to tell me that I'm wrong, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So let's start in the Congo, Central <sighs> Africa. The Congo peoples have the Nkisi doll. In my mind, this is this is no joke, okay? These are extremely special, and they have a great deal of power when activated. I'm going to give you guys the quick and dirty history here. It's a little bit more complicated than what I'm going to tell you, but, you know, we're going to cut it down for time. So your village would have an Nganga, or a spiritual leader, and they would be in charge of the Nkisi, which roughly translates to a power figure. These little figures have a hollow belly, and there's a pouch of magical power that's stored in it. Keep in mind, this is, I'm trying to keep it non-complicated here. It's a little bit more intense than that, but the Nkisi's main function is to oversee contracts. These contracts are represented by strings or cloth that's tied directly to the Nkisi. And it can include other, like, bits and baubles, and sometimes those bits and baubles represent weapons, like there'll be claws from a dog or talons from a bird, for example. Now, if someone breaks the contract with you, or if you're wronged in some way, you go to your Nganga and ask him to activate the Nkisi, which in turn, in basic words, brings the soul of the dead into it, and then that would be used to exact your revenge or to bring justice for you. Sick. Right? <laughs> the N'Kisi is activated by hammering nails into it. Ugh. Yeah. So there are ones that are on display in museums. And just so everybody knows, those have their medicinal or magical pouches removed from them because no N'Ganga is going to allow an enkisi to be sold or removed from the village unless it is rendered inert. Okay. So um, I wanted to mention that because I know... That there are at least two on display at the Met for example and I watched a a short video about this in particular and that website is called smart history it's a public knowledge website it's really really cool it's got all kinds of museum stuff in it etc and like little videos that you can watch about things like this and they did make sure to mention that in both cases all of these magical pouches have been removed because as anthropologists we i'm sorry i hundred percent believe this because this is what they believe so i believe it too basically that's how i look at it. like if they this is real to them it's real to me and i think that's very respectful too is to, is to mention the fact that the nganga is not going to allow something that is magically powerful like that to be put into a museum unless it is rendered inert so it can't be used and the other cool thing is one of them at the met has still like everything all over it so you can really see like what these little bits and bobbles look like and how much stuff like it's put on it over time and there's also one that doesn't have like hardly anything on it it has a lot of nails in it
3: Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: They, both, they both do actually they Uh-oh. both do. yeah these guys got used but the other one includes like the bottom half so you can see what the legs like it, it's like it's a whole statue it has the center carved out so you can see where the pouch would have gone if it was active very cool so that's, there you go rad.
0: right rad as
1: hell. <laughs> coming back to america the hopi um, native americans have uh, a cut the kachina doll or katsina doll that was usually carved from cottonwood and these little guys were Again, very basic. Here's they're used to instruct young women on the immortal beings that controlled like aspects of the weather and the natural world and society. And these little kachina dolls did also act as messengers between humans and the spirit world. So here we have another doll that can have a spirit attached to it, or even, you know, immortal beings that control different aspects of nature. Cottonwood, by the way, I believe the reason that they use that so the plains native americans the cheyenne arapaho they have a legend about cottonwood trees that had to do with forming the stars in the sky too that there was some kind of connection between earth and the universe so i just thought it was kind of neat that they used cottonwood to make them oh then let's go to england real quick because here's your poppet now, this guy is still very much used today in pagan practices, Wiccan, etc. For those of you who don't know, poppet is the Middle English, technically, with roots in Latin for the word girl or doll. Oh. It also is where the word puppet is derived from. So this is sympathetic magic. You're making a person-shaped item, and then you're using that to direct your magic or your magical spells with that item. Unfortunately, pop culture will say that that is completely pure evil, dark magic. Voodoo comes up a lot. But in actuality, the poppet can represent a family member, for example, who has been ill and you are putting healing spells onto the poppet that represents your family member or friend who's sick. And so you're trying to heal them through sympathetic magic. There doesn't have to be anything at all negative about it at all. It's also another way of directing will and intent into an object, again, for good purposes. Like, oh, your friend maybe wants to this job. And so you're like, I'm going to do these sigils and I'm going to make this pop it. The will and intent is there and I want this person to get that job or whatever the case may be. So it does not have to that. In this case, it doesn't have to be negative. Um, I thought I'd mention that, too, because voodoo dolls always come up and people are always talking about how The doll itself can sometimes be construed as this negative thing. Then, of course, there's the mourning dolls, the Victorian era, because, you know, all of Victorian era just wanted to talk about death all the time. Those were weird because they were representing people who died and would look like people who died. Or my other favorite is making dolls of your dead children. And then there's a whole theory about how the spirits of those children can then inhabit those dolls. Yeah. so. There you have it. There you, there you have the the real psychology behind why we might want, like dolls, and then some anthropology and legends about dolls, and some witchiness about dolls, which is going to lead to Cord, I believe, talking to us about Mandy, the haunted doll of Canada.
3: Uh, sure. Yeah, I can do that.
1: Do it, man. <laughs> I believe in you.
3: So I'm gonna try and set the stage a little bit with a little story time. All right? Yeah, do it. Story so we're time. gonna we're gonna do a little story time to set the stage here. For, for uh, uh, Miss Mandy. I'm assuming she's not married. So, if you're listening, close your eyes and go on this tiny journey with me. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. That'd be really <laughs> bad. Just listen in. You're sitting in your house, right? It's pre-90s, so we're in the 80s. Let's say you're watching some TV. Maybe uh, the Golden Girls are on. It's a little bit late at night, you know. Watching uh Thank You For Being A Friend, you know. And... You hear a strange noise in your house, which is a bit alarming because you're the only one that's here. So you turn the TV down and you listen a little bit and you hear it again. And it sounds like it's coming from the basement. You get up and you walk over to the steps leading down. And much to your surprise, it sounds like a baby crying in your basement. And you're pretty sure, at some point in that day, you did not leave a baby down in the basement. Just pretty sure, not a
2: hundred percent confident. Just about seventy-five percent. There's some room for
3: error. You might have. You never know. So you flick on, you flick on the light, and you you go down to see if there's a baby in your basement. And if so, who the hell left a baby in your basement? And you go down those creaky steps, and you look around, and you don't see a baby. Nothing really seems out of the ordinary until you feel a light breeze upon your face, because now the window's open. And you're pretty sure if there was a baby crying in your basement, they wouldn't be able to scale the wall and crawl out the window by themselves. And then you notice the strangely upsetting, yet somehow very normal face of a ancient, ancient doll, a slight fissure going down the side of its face, staring right back at you from some box somewhere up high. Punch it. Burn it. Set on fire.
2: <laughs> those, are, those are the correct responses.
3: This is the beginning of the story of Mandy the doll, and if that were a story that I was a character in, it would not take very long for me to get rid of that doll, which is exactly what the owner of the doll did. Uh, as far as I know, I could not find a name other than the name of the doll. The doll's name is Mandy. The I guess she was called the Canadian Annabelle, if you would. Very, very creepy doll, mostly because it looks incredibly old. It is incredibly old, and its face is all cracked up. I don't know if it's just peeling paint or if the actual face is cracked but it is incredibly gross to look at so this doll was donated to the i'm probably going to butcher this quesnel museum in 1991 and the person who donated it claimed to go through maybe not exactly that they might not have been watching golden girls i don't know but very similar instances of Hearing babies crying down in the basement and when they go to investigate said noise only finding the window open and this doll in the basement. The doll apparently has a trackable manufacturing date as I've been reading at multiple places that it is a German doll that was made in the early 1900s, probably 1910-ish, somewhere around there. But other than that, I'm not sure about manufacturing at all. Most of the information I could find are about the shenanigans that went down after Mandy was donated to the museum. So, apparently, she was put front and center in the museum, essentially as a something to look at while you're coming in, like a greeting. And I guess she didn't like that. So they had to put her in a box, in a room somewhere else, in a glass case, I should say. The list of things that she would do, she would play pranks on the workers there. She would take lunches or hide them. People would hear footsteps when no one else was around. People reported hearing tapping on the glass case that she was housed in. And when investigated, they would find... Something similar to her hand resting up against the glass case. People who viewed her would say that her eyes would follow you around the room, which is the worst. (laughs) In my opinion, I hate that.
2: I would say if the whole thing followed you around the room, that would be the worst. (laughs) That's the worst
0: case scenario.
3: The other fun part is the doll came with a little lamb toy. I guess it's a stuffed animal for your baby doll. and. The lamb had been reported to sometimes leave the glass case and either be found somewhere on the floor or not essentially where it was put with Mandy. It was also reported she didn't like to play nice with other dolls and would attempt to damage them or move them away from her. And similar to the doll that JC covered, she also used to met, she also would play, I'm assuming she still does, play with electronical equipment around her, having batteries die or not letting pictures go off when people would go to take pictures, things like that. So a lot of shenanigans in the museum for her, as far as I know, it's still there, certainly would be something I would like to go see i've seen a lot of people say that it's an evil entity in the doll and it's it seems to be a point of contention for the haunted doll uh community (laughs) online where a bunch of people think that all dolls have evil spirits in them which we talked about a little bit before and a lot of other people believe that it's just a little prankster trying to do some shenanigans Because that's what it likes to do. And I think the most horrifying part about Mandy is the Rotten Tomatoes score for the movie that came out about her. (laughs) Because it's 6% as I looked at it now. (laughs) It's 6% for the Mandy movie on tomatoes. And I think that's just horrifying.
1: All right, JC, you took on Robert.
2: And it was a boxing match, if I'd say so myself. He threw some good punches, I threw some good punches, and in the end, I brought out fire.
3: I could really see you getting in a knockout drag out with a doll that's shaped like a child. (laughs) (laughs) I could definitely picture that. Him in his little sailor boy uniform and you looking like... You usually do. Yeah, that'd be
0: great.
3: <laughs> you looking like how you usually do? Not athletic, I should say. Not athletic, specifically.
2: All right. So the Robert doll comes from where all the worst things in the world come from New Jersey? No. Key West, Florida. Oh. Specifically, all of Florida.
1: Sorry, New Jersey. We're, we're just, we're just, we love you florida though we're serious you know what you did florida
2: (laughs) yeah florida is a beautiful place it's one of those few states i've actually been to we don't necessarily hate you florida please don't send florida man to pennsylvania
1: yeah that's what we're asking really
2: so uh robert the doll as as cord recently described he is a doll in a sailor outfit uh he is old as Fuck. Uh let me find the date here. He was purchased in Germany in 1904. So he's he's definitely a bit old. Uh what would that be? Like 115 years right about now? Some shit. I don't know. Math is hard. Um 1904. So 117 years. Yeah, I was close. So he's a pretty old doll, which already there it is. He's creepy. That's step one old fucking doll. So he was purchased uh, by some guy, a grandfather and given to Robert this is this is where it gets weird because the dolls name Robert and he's named after the kid that he was purchased for. also Robert. Robert, the person became an artist he was very eccentric. I don't feel like doing a lot of research just to find out what kind of art this guy did. Wow. It was probably just painting or some shit. Robert, the person, died in 1974. This is where it gets a little creepy. His wife passed away two years later. Now, in that time span, she was reporting some creepy stuff. She hears stuff. Nothing that warrants an investigation. It's just like, oh, there was a weird noise. Sometimes you hear weird noises. It doesn't mean your doll's haunted. However, after his wife passed, the home that they lived in, which had the doll in it, was sold to Myrtle, who owned it for 20 years. Now, she bought the house with a creepy fucking doll in it. I would have recommended getting rid of the creepy doll. She thought, yo, it's it's cute. It's a cute doll from germany i don't understand it it would have been in a bonfire for me the reported happenings it moves locations it will move parts of its body so like oh you you walk out of the room and come back and all of a sudden its legs are crossed when its legs definitely weren't crossed before and it like ramps up from the people who have encountered the doll so it's never like Oh, well, all of a sudden the doll was trying to strangle me. It builds up to it and it it will do little movements and then it will move around the room and then it will move to completely different rooms in the house. You can hear like giggling sounds when there's no kids around and it's obviously like a kid giggling. According to legend and folklore, these are like the worst things that the doll has caused. Owners of the doll... Our owners of the house that the doll resides in will encounter car accidents, broken bones, loss of jobs, divorce, all kinds of really bad things in your life. And it all kind of like starts happening from when the doll gets introduced to you. And now the doll is in east martello museum in key west florida supposedly people who visit the museum and go to see robert the doll if you're not respectful to robert the doll this is where it gets kind of like creepy to me because like you could just be like oh that's a dumb looking doll which is what i would say because that's who i am like i would go see this doll and be like that's a dumb looking doll look at him in his stupid little sailor outfit and then all of a sudden on my way back to pennsylvania I would get into a 25,000 car pile up and die. It would be final destination.
3: I thought you were going to say you were going to make fun of his sailor outfit. And then the next day, wake up in your sailor outfit.
1: (laughs) 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 Just no! No, really have much
2: more to say. You know, I put this together last minute. (laughs)
1: there's a movie about Robert
2: did want to mention that
1: there's a movie about Robert
2: yeah it came out um shit 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 I had a tab where'd that tab go it came out in 2015 I had the tab open because when Cord mentioned about his dolls movie Mandy's movie I'm like well now I gotta mention about Robert's movie so the Robert the doll movie uh it was directed by Andrew Jones it has a 3.2 uh star rating on IMBD. Uh let's see what it's Rotten Tomatoes. Hey,
3: that's two and a half stars better than Mandy.
2: <laughs> rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, you know what? It is on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 13%.
3: Man, people be hating on the doll movie.
2: Well, I mean, they're usually not very good because like like Truly, and I even pose this question to like the Chucky doll movies. What the fuck? Once you realize what it is and that it is a threat, what does what can it do? What you just? I watched a Chucky movie, and literally, he got locked in a baby crib, and so he, was, he was th- he was defeated. He was defeated. He was locked in a baby crib.
3: I think i was overtook. I. <laughs> I think in lieu of this, we have to do a review episode with the genre of horror doll movies now.
1: Yes, because yes, yes.
3: And me and and me and JC already have our mo- picked out, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, just from like the the trailer preview thing, the Robert the doll in the in this movie looks. No, other than wearing a sailor's outfit, looks nothing like the Robert the doll in real life.
3: It's the reason I wouldn't watch the animes. I'm like, are you kidding me?
2: Because of how, like, that's a completely different doll. Yeah. The Annabelle, like.
3: Annabelle was a Raggedy and doll.
1: Yeah. Yes. You know what? We could look this one up for a a side mission. I wonder if they couldn't use the Raggedy Ann imagery because it's copyrighted.
2: Mm. No, I think they just wanted it to be scary.
1: Because Raggedy Ann's not scary. That has a soul (laughs) in it.
2: I agree with you, Kiki. All dolls need to be purged.
1: I got two stories for you guys. Speaking of purging dolls. Oh, God. One, you guys are going to laugh your ass off. It's really kind of funny i do want to mention this because you know a lot of the dolls we talk about are very old right that's mm-hmm. the two that you just mentioned the two that i'm going to talk about are more modern one of them comes from a discord channel that i'm part of uh, i asked permission from one of the guys there or girls actually or they just say they mez okay so was like mez tells the story they say we got a cursed Sound chip in last night. Works at a builder bear. Supposedly had voice recordings on them from the ex-husband. They had a very nasty divorce and just wanted the sound chips removed. Huh. So they press the button on the chip for the, for the chips in one of the bears. Right, take it out. It says first sound chip was broken. The second sound chip did have a sound on it. So they press it again and there is a little girl's voice on it, about six to eight year old. Right, the mother looks at this person horrified and is like, that's not my ex husband's voice. What the hell is that? What? The mom says that her child is between three and four. The other kid is at school and he's a boy. So he's not really around to be messing with this doll. So <laughs> it says the thing is when we do some of the voice recording sound chips, there's a little toggle chord and play. This sound ship did not have that. It was covered with one of the build a bear Stickers, right? They say they also go inside the paw. So depending on how old this bear is, the paw it goes into has an embroidered logo and is really hard to remove and get out of there. So there's no explanation as to how this voice got on here. It says the creepiest part is that under the kid voice, you can hear a deeper, older voice. Yeah, oh, I it
3: I'm in. I want no. this. I want it
1: it's creepy so that has bothered me i have two build-a-bears here
3: did it say what the voice was saying or
1: it was jumbled it said it he she i'm not sure they said it it, you couldn't really hear it was just a voice that sounded like a child but then there was this other deeper voice like underneath of it and you couldn't really make out what they were saying that's badass yeah
3: I like
1: that. I want it. I have a birthday Build-A-Bear here that my precious nephew took my little Viking to get his first bear to Build-A-Bear, and he bought it with money that he earned. He's such a sweet kid. I love that kid so much. He has a great Discord channel, actually, and he's on YouTube. Uh, anyway, so he took Little Viking to go get it. So he that's a birthday bear. So you press on the paw, and it's just the birthday song from mm-hmm. Build-A-Bear. The other one we have is Chewbacca because, you know. Star Wars fans, we got to have a sure. Chewbacca, which just sounds like Chewbacca. So there's no voice recording in there. That's cool as hell. I like this channel. I always ask them, you know, I'm like, respectful, like, hey guys, if there's a story that I like, do you mind if I share it? And in this case, uh, they said, absolutely. So thank you. Thank you for that. The other one I want to talk about is super interesting to me. This is a doll that was found in Singapore. And this is about 2014. It was like June of 2014, actually. So not too. We're getting into June right now, in my mind, because I'm going on vacation. I'm already there. Uh, <laughs> so, so this doll is found on a street in Singapore. It's a pretty busy street. There were a couple of things that happened on this street on this day that a lot of people wanted to say this was related in some way. One was a person hanged themselves, Ooh. and then the other one was a murder. And now I'm going off of two news articles that both said about the same thing that it's actually pretty rare in singapore for there to be that much death like in one day right so this doll shows up laid against a tree and it has a blindfold on it and there are words in arabic it took a little bit of time for them to figure out exactly what the words were but it was bismillah okay like Bismillah. You remember that, right? Everybody knows that word from where, guys? Come on. uh, The internet? <laughs> oh, my God. It's from, it's in Bohemian Rhapsody. God damn it. I'm <laughs> dumb.
3: <laughs> I just, I didn't, I, I wanted to see JC fall. That's <laughs> the, I, I needed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to tie Queen directly to a creepy doll. So the word Bismillah is on it. And that roughly translates in English as in the name of God. So it, this is, you know, on the blindfold. And the, and a lot of people took this as it was binding the doll. Hmm. I think the comments about it are some of the funniest shit that I've read in a while. When it first happened, someone immediately was like, we bind it for a reason. Stupid people unbind it. It looks unhappy. Good luck to whoever did it. <laughs> that person was later I don't want to say questioned but it was it became a whole thing of like was it your doll was it someone said that that, uh, the person claimed it was following them you know weird stuff okay now we have this doll that's being bound and left this tree and it's it is creepy as all get the face of this doll just look up Singapore haunted doll it's probably going to be the first one that pops up okay someone else wrote Build a wooden square frame. Fill half of it with cement. Let the cement harden. Place the doll in the middle. Then fill the rest with cement. Then let that harden and remove the frame. And then you take it out on a boat to the middle of the ocean and you drop it. <laughs> and I immediately was like, yes. Yes. Thank you. You get it. Thank you. I like it. That's <laughs> this one, This one's also really good. I have an alternative way to get rid of it. Here's what you do: you pour liquid nitrogen on it, run it over with a massive tractor. If it's still not dead, you glue it with industrial glue into a steel box and bury that shit under a quarry. <laughs> yeah. So I dug, I I dug into this one because, like, man, it is really strange, right? Like, what the hell? It, it winds up terrifying people for a while because nobody can figure out, and as far as I can tell. In all honesty, no one knows what happened to it. It's gone. Okay. Number two, uh, no one took credit for leaving it there or putting this blindfold on it or anything, right? Hmm. So then it just becomes now a legend because now people are like, well, it must be cursed. They were trying to bind it, and that's why they put it outside. And, well, why would you do that? If it's really cursed, I wouldn't leave it for someone else to find and unbind it. Let's, you know.
3: Yeah, bad
1: move. Yeah, so it got so crazy. And the doll is super creepy. It has a very white face and it does look angry and and weird looking, right? And it's wearing an outfit that looks stained and and what have you. It turns out that it is a Christy Creepy Doll. Christy Creepy. This is a real website. Go to ChristyCreepyDolls.com. She makes creepy ass dolls on purpose because why not right she had to do an interview oh
3: oh oh no oh i don't like it good this is i don't good.
0: like
2: it uh, i hate that creepy bears and bunnies let's let's look i, already I don't looked like at that i don't I like that creepy fourth one dolls that's
0: really I funny i don't
2: like them
1: okay so the so the mystery goes a little bit deeper okay Again, no one's been able to find the doll since, and nobody knows what happened to it, and nobody's taking credit for putting it out there. So Christy Creepy Doll, she does an interview, and she's being asked questions like, are you responsible for the uproar in Singapore? And she's like, no, I sell my dolls worldwide. Now, I'll be completely honest with you. I have no idea how it ended up against the tree in Singapore, but I did send a doll to Singapore, you know, recently obviously not going to give you the name of my buyer and stuff. I didn't have anything to do with this. You know, then did you make the blindfold? Well, no, no, I did not. You know, it, it's asking the same questions over and over again to make sure that she's being, you know, honest, basically. Is it a publicity stunt? She's like, no, but I did get a lot more hits on people recognizing my work. Do, you know, do you believe the, ha- the doll is haunted? And she's like, I have no idea. It certainly wasn't when I made it and sent it. <laughs> So I have no idea what happened now.
3: If it was, it wasn't me.
1: <laughs> the the questions that are being asked are very indicative of how people were thinking. Okay. Now now the question is, do you have a psychic connection to the doll? I laughed my ass off because her, her answer is just, um no. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I've made over two thousand dolls and I wish I had connection to just, to each and every one. Did you imbue the doll with any psychic residue? <laughs>
3: residue huh? yes. getting that psychic grease on the back of his ears I huh
1: i know and she goes i don't think so because i wear vinyl gloves <laughs> <laughs>
3: i washed my hands thoroughly beforehand <laughs>
1: this is literally my favorite person in the whole world now and then they asked her a whole bunch of other questions including does she know the girl who?" supposedly said, you know, we bound it for a reason and then you let it you let it go. You know, good luck with that. Um and she said, no, I I don't recognize the screen name or anything. So
3: that's funny. I used gloves.
0: Oh,
1: I oh. love it. I love that. That is hysterical. That's and that's uh, the interviewer was Tony Sokol. And I know he does Tony Sokol live and undead. <laughs> Unfit uh-huh. to use and abuse. If you want to read it's online and that's Tony and then Sokol is S-O-K-O-L. You should look him up. He's got some really great interviews and stuff on his blog. So it was funny. It was very funny. I loved it. And that interview was in 2015. So it was, you know, way after the whole incident occurred and that she was finally, like, hunted down. So, yeah. So I guess from my part of it is, like, it's still creepy, even though there seems to be, like, at least we know where the, the doll's creepy on purpose, right? Because she's yeah. made that way. But what the hell, man? Like, why <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely. Why do you a have this,
1: You know, like I. Why would you do that? None of it makes any sense. Something, that, I keep thinking about too, and it, it just made me think of it again with this whole, recording that was weird. I oh, I want to hear stories. Have has anybody looked in their damn rear view camera in their car, and it shows you like, fucking. I don't know ghosts like. Just Shia Standing, LaBeouf. standing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just such
3: an old joke, but it still makes me laugh.
1: Still so funny. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. I'm sorry. I had to. No, that's cool. That's great. Oh, that's staying in. I love that. That's great. <laughs> uh. Man, I hope that I'm, God, I hope I'm saying this guy's name right because he is freaking cool. We are featuring a song today by the artist Uriah, and he is a Native American musician. Really very cool. I love this song. It's called Have You Met Me? And I found him on TikTok and talked to him and was like, hey, I would love to play your music. I don't think he's getting enough attention to be quite, quite honest with how awesome his music is. So today we're going to play Have You Met Me? And you can find his stuff on Apple Music. He's on Spotify. He's on YouTube Music. It's spelled U-R-I-A-H. And when we get back, we'll do Spooky Squad News and... Shout out. It's been long since
3: I've been known. It's been long since I've been home.
0: In life on my own In life on my own
2: Welcome back, to beautiful sons of guns. And a dog. <laughs> and
1: a dog. Feel and Reggie. I like I should leave Reggie in there. It's so funny. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <"Row!" laughs> perfect timing. Like, hey. All right, guys. So I'm going to make this one kind of short and sweet because we spend a lot of time talking about creepy ass dolls. So if you want to join the squad, head over to Patreon. Dot... No, no, Patreon slash Mission Spooky. We have level $1, $3, $5, $1, $1, also now gets you our spoilers for the movies that we talk about and review on Pod of Holding. It also gets you digital stickers now. The $3 level gets you access to the digital art card and stat block card for our cryptids that we create for Cord versus Cryptid. And if you've missed that, uh, I'm very disappointed that I did not kill cord with that cr- I was so close
3: I so close am so strong
1: I know you're a fucking barbarian and I hate you yeah. anyway uh yeah you can and we're going to be selling uh t-shirts through TeeSpring exclusively now the t-shirts and sweatshirts all that's going to be TeeSpring only we will still have knickknacks and uh stickers and other designs through Redbubble So check that out. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We have our Discord. You can get to all of that if you go to Twitter or Instagram, and we have our link tree in there. Did I I leave anything out? Oh, we have our YouTube channel is growing. I've slowly adding all of our content back up onto YouTube as well, and then doing some. I did an exclusive little look at where I hang out at for episode forty-one of the Hex Hollow Murder. If you want to watch me geek out with some of my click clacks I think though I'm going to be adding more like shorts though because we're getting a lot of good response from just having like our quick shorts which also give you little insights into what we were talking about on the show and TikTok follow us on TikTok because I'm doing all kinds of weird shit including talking about the foxes
3: what does the fox say though
1: actually the fox goes woo woo I love at Fox. It just... 3 o'clock in the morning Yeah, I am so tired she <laughs> to stop yelling at those children at 3 o'clock in the morning I will give a shout out to another podcast it is well 2 actually I want to just briefly say also because I love Encounter Party so much they completely wrapped up campaign 1 and they did a special 3 part episode that was absolutely hysterical And they are on Twitch. And if you want to watch Icewind Dale or then play Icewind Dale, join their Twitch channel. And also, if you want to catch up, they have a YouTube channel that has Twitch stuff on it. I also want to say go listen to uh, Historical As Fuck Now, which is Historical AF with Kaina. I will be on her show uh, this summer. We're going to be talking fairy tales. I'm really excited. So go listen to some of her stuff now. We have a really cool interview coming up that we're excited about. Um, yeah, for this show. Still working on pot of Holding. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Do you guys want to... Did I forget anything?
3: I just had a huge deja vu moment, and it's really crazy. Because I had it while staring at the picture of this doll while you were saying that. And it was really Uh-oh. unsettling. Oh, no. I just had to, like look away from my computer because it's like (laughs) I don't like it (laughs) I have
2: nothing Uh, anything I've been like doing is
3: uh, meaningless I've just been (laughs) working a lot
2: I've just been working so much
3: that's the spirit
1: (laughs) taking us out once again is Uriah with his song Have You Met Me again you can find all of his music on Apple spotify and youtube and he's also on TikTok. if you want to follow him that's u r i a h stay spooky and don't die but if you do contact us
2: via if you could um notes written with the body parts of dolls
3: In life, on my own.
0: In on my own. In life, on my own.